0: This is the Hawthorne D seventy three Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate victory everyone. What's driving you? Hello everybody and welcome to a very spooky episode Ooh. of the D73 Drive podcast. I'm
1: scared. Are you
0: scared? <laughs> okay. Um, We're in the dark. We, yeah. <laughs> so it is uh, It is the month of October. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology from Hawthorne School District 73. And with me, as always...
1: Hi, everybody. This is Karen Maturo, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. We got a theme.
0: We do have a theme. <laughs> Our theme uh, for the month of October, we are going to share some things with you, things that maybe are a little scary things that scare us a bit there's there's some things to be scared of but at the same time really not right. like there are they sound scary they look scary if we haven't done or experienced them before they can be a little bit scary but we're gonna give you some ideas and some strategies so that you can avoid being terrified of right. these things. and
1: sometimes scary things are exhilarating right, right. like you go down like roller coasters. Or, that's right, and yeah. then at the end you're like wow that was awesome yeah. so that's what we want to get to yeah moving from scary to exhilarating
0: yes so our topic this time, we are on Innovate. We are on the I in Drive. And our topic this time is what's so scary about giving <laughs> students agency, giving ownership over their learning? So, and Karen, you've talked about this a lot oh over the years.
1: Yeah. I, I And as, you know, John and I talk, before we get on, on our podcast, but we're talking about students having true ownership of their work, really being involved in not only how they learn content, but actually what are they interested in in doing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, reading articles about tech-savvy schools and what's important for kids to understand and know, be able to do, I'm reading about examples of students who are found a problem. Mm-hmm. So a problem a 15-year-old student saw women being attacked it was international news he created a shoe that it when you hit the perpetrator mm-hmm. it gave him an electric shock and it automatically called or set an alarm mm. to family members and the police like this is nice. what a 15 year old did yeah. and just based on a problem so i think when we think about true education we need to think about What gives us mastery over ourselves? What are we interested in? There's a quote that um, I just read about agency, and it talks about that an education that does not encourage or facilitate this this agency is not an education. An education that convinces us of what needs to be known, what's important versus what is frivolous, is not an education at all. It's training at best. Now, this is a very... (laughs) obviously controversial like it it kind of goes in the face of what our schools may be doing now but it really is about letting young kids change the world which they can do mm-hmm. um and so it's very I'm very passionate about giving more kids a say and I believe that we should be asking what they're interested in but let's talk about why sometimes it's scary for educators to do that what are some of the things yeah. that you think, John, you know, being an educator yourself, I was too, um, we're in this field. What scares teachers and how can we make it more exhilarating than scary?
0: So yeah, some of the ways that this can be kind of scary is, some, and some of the ways that teachers may be hesitant, are one the fear of losing control so obviously you're giving over control when you are the teacher in the classroom that is i mean we talk about classroom management we talk about all the different things that are going on in the day before you even step foot in that classroom for both yourself your students there's a lot of stuff you don't have control over so i think a lot of times we tend to want to take control over whatever we can Mm -hmm. so that we can anticipate what's going to happen that day and i think a lot of this when you give it over to students you do. You're giving over control. Right. Like You don't have that control. You're giving students options. Right. And giving students options can be messy. Yeah. So that's part yeah. of it is that fear of not having control over the outcomes. You're going to get some messy stuff. That goes along with another one. Um, kind of the idea of quality concerns. Like if I start to give students options and if I start to allow them to um, you know, do this in different ways instead of this they can do a video they can do an audio recording they can do an artistic piece they can do whatever then you kind of get you kind of get to the point where you're like well how do i know that these are all educationally valuable like how do i know that these are all really good ways valid ways for them to be able to express themselves and how does it meet the standards and all those different things
1: which i think that one quality concerns is, again, goes back to the first one, losing control, right? right? Like, everybody needs to do a writing piece. Well, why? You know, we don't just read. We listen to video. I listen to podcasts nonstop. But it is about what is important for the student and how are they Mm -hmm. delivering their message. So I think, you know, another thing, too, is, like, assessing. I remember being in the classroom and, like, ah, how do you assess... How do you make equal almost mm-hmm. someone who's doing a writing assignment compared to someone who drew a cartoon? Yeah, like I remember like struggling with that. Like, is that the same? But mm-hmm. if what if we are truly assessing the work or the project that went behind it, like mm-hmm. the problem and the solution, who solved it best, and how are they getting their message? Like, I wish I would have known back then, mm-hmm. twenty five years ago, that it wasn't about the product as much as the process and the message that they were trying to share. Mm -hmm. And it would have been easier for me then to assess, like, yes, I've got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think some of the ways to overcome some of these fears is to realize what some of the benefits are Mm -hmm. of students. And, And we'll give you some ideas for how you can go about adding more student agency into your classroom. But I think some of the benefits to really understand with this are you know, what happens if I give up control and I give you know, ownership of the learning over to the students. Well, they might just fall in love yes. with it. Like they, they might just they really might enjoy just it. Love your they class. might just love your class. So they might um, change
1: the world. Right. Like we like right. we were talking about before. They might just like the student did as a sophomore in high school, design mm-hmm. a three D prosthetic arm to actually replace his own arm because he didn't have mm-hmm. his forearm, yeah. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. They might actually change the world. Right,
0: right. You get, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to when my kids were little, or whenever I've worked with other smaller kids, like, part of that is you give them, you put tools in front of them, you put objects in front of them, mm-hmm. and they're going to become, they're going to draw something. They're going to, if you give a kid a marker, they're going to draw something. Right. They'll draw pictures. You don't have to tell them. They're going exactly. to do it. So that that artist, that engineer, that whatever, it's it's within those kids and if you just give them the resources and give them some parameters within okay. the classroom, like whatever it is that's within them, whatever that passion is, it's going to come out. And if you, if that, we've talked about immersive learning before, immersive right. experiences, and coupling that emotional side of learning with the giving them the tools or giving them the environment to right. be able to experience it. I think when they have that emotional piece coupled with, the tools and the environment and the and the learning experiences then it's even more impactful yeah. they're going to, to carry it with them we were talking earlier about you know it's, yeah. it's these learning experiences that carry with us you know the, these type of when i was given options as a student these type of projects those are the ones that i remember i can remember mm-hmm. all the way back to a project where before podcasts ever existed in one of my classes my my shop class in 8th grade We had, you know, downstairs you could do the, you could build the birdhouse, or you Mm -hmm. could build the bridge and and test to make sure it would carry whatever weight. And then upstairs from the shop class, we had a bunch of old Apple IIe black and white computers, Mm -hmm. and we also had a dual tape deck with some microphones. And your option was, as you went through the different rotations, you could make your own radio show. And I loved, that was my favorite one. I remember everything we did. I still have the cassette tape that we made from that project. That is one of the things I remember because we were given those choices. Right. And we were basically told, here are the kind of loose parameters that you need to do. Go and have fun. Enjoy. Right. Do whatever you want to do with this. It was a and career
1: it, choice right. almost and, and for you.
0: I've right? done i mean, podcasts, and I, I love doing that kind of stuff. And I think it goes all the way back to that project in school. And that's one of the things. There's a lot of other projects I don't remember. But that one I do.
1: I just think, you know, as educators... It is, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's important for students to understand, know, and be able to do. We, we collaborate together, we say, this is important. I think it does challenge us to say, how interested are the students in what we, whatever age we are, whatever gender we are, whatever, background, we say this is important for you to understand know and be able to do it really challenges an educator to let a student and again Mm -hmm. you know we're not talking a six-year-old but maybe we are (laughs) who are saying i really want to learn more about animals or i really want to learn more about this or how a cartoon is made or how candy is made." like just being open to letting them have some say because we know for a fact you can read all about kids who wanted to leave school school wasn't doing it Mm -hmm. for them they weren't interested as soon as they found something or were allowed to find something like you're saying the radio class or a shop class or an art class Mm -hmm. or a speech and debate class whatever dancing as soon as they found it and they were allowed to find that passion then they soared Mm -hmm. and i just think as teachers you know we keep talking about real world skills and application transfer and it's not, it's easy to say and we know but it is the in my mind it is mm-hmm. the most important thing is to let a child have a say and you know we challenge our new teachers when we have meetings like are you asking your students how did this go for you was it interesting mm-hmm. like what would be better to do and and i get you know having control knowing how where your class is going is important but we have to start doing these small steps Mm -hmm. to engage students and to actually have real world experiences because when you want to learn something you learn it you'll stay up all night doing it those kinds of things yeah
0: when you are when it's something you care about whether because it's something that's meaningful to your life meaningful to your culture meaningful to some task that you need to complete problem that you you heard about like the kid
1: who heard about that
0: if it's something if it's something I want to do uh-huh. And if it's something that I can connect to any of those aspects of my life in some way, I guarantee you, I don't need someone to push me to do that. Uh-huh. I'm going to push myself to do that. And and not every you know not every student is going to be that way. Uh-huh. But I would think that more often than not, the you know trying to convince a student to get started on their work or to convince like, a student that, isn't you that don't telling have to you right something? that like, should whoa. that should kind of tell you something. Well, that,
1: Just going back to when we went to LEAP, you know, uh, back in the day, we'll have to tell you about that sometime, Mm -hmm. the podcast people, but it was a personalized learning and I remember middle school teachers saying, I can't imagine my students taking the reign like this Mm -hmm. and like taking charge and saying... and." we all talked about it as a group right. we haven't given them those chances we've been telling them this is what you need to do this is what you need to complete mm-hmm. this is what you need to turn in since they've entered our doors how are we expecting them to all of a sudden change and go yeah mm-hmm. i know what i'm doing i know how to be self-directed like these skills need to be taught mm-hmm. and in my mind, they're the most important skills to be taught. Like yeah. how to set a goal, how to plan out your day, how to get feedback, mm-hmm. how to make changes, how to sometimes say, "Ugh, I don't like the way this is going. I'm going to start from scratch." Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was very enlightening, and what a great conversation we had. Is have our have our students been taught these skills? Yeah, that you know, lead them to be able to be their own agent of change Mm -hmm. and direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we kind of talked about, so before we end this episode, I will say we can direct you back to some episodes from last season. Uh We talked about the scamper model as kind of a technique for creative thinking. Because one of the things you want to do is, in your classroom, you want to promote a curious mindset. You Uh want to promote curiosity, inquiry, all these things. And if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, you can find them on our, on our website for the podcast um, or whatever podcast app you use. Um, but it was when we talked about the scamper model, and that was you know, taking things, a brainstorming technique right. for uh, helping students to consider alternatives, right. other ways of thinking. Um, so, I mean, things like that. Those right. are always things that you can use to kind of incorporate to give students more Agency in the classroom to bring about more authentic learning. All the things that we keep talking
1: about. All fun Mm -hmm. and joy. (laughs) Um, Yes, take if you're afraid. Who doesn't want to have fun? Who doesn't? If you're afraid to do it big Mm -hmm. scale. Take some small steps. Yeah. We'll also include the article that the, I was talking about—the actual, yeah. um, mm-hmm. epis- the multiple articles in the Tech Savvy School from Ed Leadership. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of articles about how technology can help. Yes. Right, because now we've got our kids self-directed learners. They're problem-solving. They need some technology to help mm-hmm. support those skills. Yeah,
0: and every one of our students in the Hawthorne School District has a device yep. that can, can take help. video, record audio, record their writing. Whatever you want to do, all what kinds of different options. a great
1: time so, to yeah. be in classrooms.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody. Hopefully you weren't too spooked by this topic. <laughs> no. um, see,
1: so we're ex- I'm exhilarated. I yeah, don't know about you. We, we
0: went from scared to so exhilarated, all scared. in about 15 minutes. So, All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We will see you back here again next week. Thank you, Karen.
1: Thank you, John. As usual, fun, fun.
0: This is the Hawthorne D73 Drive podcast. Design. Rigor innovate victory everyone what's driving you